You are listening to the Crossing Anchor Podcast in Detroit, Michigan. So glad to have you with us today. If this encourages you or helps, please share the word and bless others as well. Let's start with today's content. series on the Trinity, and we're talking about the Father and the Son, and obviously that feels very pertinent in my life right now, because I am a son once, or I am a son, but I'm also once again a father of a son. I have two sons now, and at the, at the looking at the Trinity, we're filling in this blank every week of God is blank and blank. This week is God is Father and Son. God is Father and and son the relationship between god the father and god the son is amazing it's incredible i think a lot of times when we think about the trinity if we think about the trinity at all i don't know how many of us are like throughout the week like "Mm -hmm, let me just give a little time to think about the trinity today but for those of us who spend a little time thinking about it or talking about it or we've heard about it like we know the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. We kind of think of them and their roles and their, you know, each one. And sometimes we get them confused and we don't really understand what the difference is and all this stuff. But one thing I don't think that we think about often is the relationship between the Father and the Son. Not just who they are individually, but their dynamic together, their connectedness, their eternal friendship and love and relationship that they they've had with one another and in case you're like well i don't really know where i'm at with the trinity and is god the father and god the son god and you know did god maybe create god the son there's some people who teach that that's actually a heresy just to let you know but um god the son was not created he's eternal and the very proof of this is that god identifies himself and we're going to look at this in scripture today as a father That's one of the ways that God describes himself, is as a father. How could he describe himself as a father if he hasn't always been a father? Like, it's a part of his very nature to be a father, but if he wasn't always that, he couldn't describe himself like that. He had to have had a son who existed for all of eternity for him to also be a father. I've been thinking about the the dynamics in father and son relationships and how important they are. Because your relationship, not just with your dad, but really with your parents, forms the basis from which you kind of approach every relationship in your life. The relationship that you have or don't have with your dad or with your parents it informs the way you think about life. It informs the way you go through life. It's, it's so critical to how you live. The most defining relationships in our lives are the relationships with our parents. Maybe you've heard like, oh, people view God like they view their earthly dad. And that is actually pretty true. But research has shown that it's not totally the case. People usually put on God what they think about him based on their relationship, this is what research has shown, with their preferred parent. So, sorry, there is a preferred parent. We just got to, you know, moms and dads were like, no, 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 they love us. No, there's a preferred parent. It's with their preferred parent or unless 
the power of the other parent eclipses the love they have for the preferred parent. So if you're in, you have a mom and a dad, but maybe you're, unfortunately, your dad is a very domineering, angry, mean, even abusive person, then even though you might prefer your mom to your dad, you will put what you think about God onto him based on the parent who has the most power. It's really important that we understand God as a father. And today I I just want to show us five things. I've got five points this morning, so buckle up. No, we're actually going to go through them relatively quickly, or at least at a normal speed. But this is, this is what I want you to know today, is that Jesus came, I'm just going to tell you the whole message right now. Jesus came to show us the Father. Jesus came to show us God as a Father. Jesus modeled a relationship with the Father. Jesus modeled what it's like to be loved by the Father, and Jesus showed us the way to the Father. Jesus shows us God as a Father. That's our first point today. Jesus shows us God as a Father. In case you're not certain that God is a Father, he does use that term to describe himself a lot in the Bible. Just a few verses. Isaiah 63, 16 says, You are our Father. You, O Lord, are our Father, and we praise you as such. We love you as our Father. We worship you as our Father, and we delight in you. That's Old Testament. New Testament. One God, Ephesians 4, 6 says this, There is one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. 1 John 3, 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And then Matthew 6, 6, Jesus says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father. I'll just see if you guys are paying attention. (laughs) Who is unseen. Then you're, okay. I think us, we're we're in sync. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. God is a Father. From eternity past, he's always been one. He's never not been a father. And Jesus shows us this. In Matthew chapter 6, a few verses above where we just read, the disciples come to Jesus and they say, teach us how to pray. And Jesus starts off this model prayer with the words, our father. You've heard this, it's called the Lord's Prayer. Our father, who maybe you heard it in the King James because... That's how we learn Bible verses, even though none of us speak that in a regular stuff. But our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In thy name, amen. You know, I'm shortening it. But our Father, Jesus understood God as a Father. This is so critical. Jesus did not start off his prayer to God by saying, O Holy One of Israel. Oh, magnificent, majestic, divine God. And those are all true. And God, Jesus does say, hallowed be your name. He does get to that. That is important. But he doesn't start there. He starts with our Father. God wants you to know him as a Father. 
And Jesus shows us that. He says, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father. Now, this was revolutionary to the people that Jesus was telling this to because they would never have addressed God like that. They would have said Yahweh. They would have said Jehovah. They would have said, they would have used all sorts of terms, kind of making it seem like God was distant and big and important and far away and removed. But to talk to him like he's my father would have seemed sacrilegious to them. And I'm sure it shocked the disciples that Jesus was saying, you can kind of have this access to God where you can call him a father. Most religions don't portray God like that. Most religions portray God as like completely other, set apart, separate. And there's a big distance between you and him. And most people are comfortable with that. Because we like kind of the idea of God, but we don't want him to get too close to us. We don't want him to get involved in our lives like a father would. And so we're fine with creating some distance between us. So my question to you this morning is, if God is showing himself to us as a father, is that how you view him? Do you view God as a father? Or do you view him as somebody that you're maybe afraid of or intimidated by or scared of even? God is a father. God's a dad. In fact, when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, Romans 8 tells us that we can cry out to God as Abba. And Abba means Daddy. Which, by the way, you know, just in case you're wondering, I don't recommend praying like that in front of everybody. It always weirds me out when someone's like, Daddy. And I'm like, excuse me? God does want you to be that close with him. Where, where you can have that kind of familiarity with him, where you can say daddy. But also, like, you know, there's a difference between how I talk to God alone by myself, how I talk to God in front of everybody. You know, I, I just still feel kind of weird about daddy. Maybe that's how you roll. That's fine. You keep doing you. But you probably won't hear me saying daddy anytime soon in a prayer. But God wants you to know him that way. This has been a, a journey in my life because I grew up without a father. My dad died when I was three. My mom never remarried, and so I never had a dad growing up. And I had lots of different people who were father-type figures. I had a, a brother who's eight years older than me that was kind of a father-type figure in my life. And I still never had an earthly dad. And to understand God as a father... Maybe for some of you, you can relate, not that your dad isn't around, but the kind of relationship that you have with your dad is not the kind of relationship that you would have with God or that God would want to have with you. And it might take a while to get there. I'm thankful for people in my life. I'm thankful for my, my father-in-law, Al, who is like a dad to me. He's becoming like a dad to me. And he's, him and my mother-in-law are here this morning. I'm not going to point them out to you. They're right back there, but... God, God wants to be a, a father to you. So what does that look like? Well, second point is this. Jesus modeled a relationship with God the Father. He showed what it was like. In Luke 11.1, 1, this is another verse about the Lord's Prayer. It says, and it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, 
When he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. So Jesus prayed so often and so regularly that people around him were so intrigued by it that they came to him and the disciples didn't ask him, even though they could have asked him anything, they didn't say, Lord, teach us how to preach. Lord, teach us how to feed 5,000 people miraculously. Lord, teach us how to do X, Y, or Z. But what intrigued them most about Jesus was the relationship that he had with his father. And so they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. That's the kind of closeness that God the Son had with God the Father. He listened to God the Father. He was in step with him. He said, I don't do anything unless my Father tells me to do it. That's the kind of regular contact that Jesus and God the Father were having. And in case you think, well, Jesus is special. You know, he's God. And so, of course, like, yes, there is like a special relationship that God the Father and God the Son have. But when Jesus was on earth, the Bible says that he laid down all of his rights as a divine being. And so the way he approached God the Father, he was actually modeling the kind of relationship that we can have with God the Father. Do you have that closeness of a relationship with him? Like, do you include him in your everyday life? Do you pray regularly, not because you're checking something off a box, but because you just want to talk with your dad? Do, do you check in with him? Do you read his word? Do you have this relationship with him that other people in your life that know you would be made so curious by that at some point they might even ask you, how do you pray? Why do you live your life like that? You treat God like he's in the room, not like he's just so far away. It's like you actually know him. Jesus modeled a relationship with God the Father. Third, Jesus showed us the Father. So Jesus showed us God as a Father. And then our third point is Jesus showed us the Father. Does that make sense that those are two different things? He showed us the Father. Do you ever, like, have a celebrity crush or somebody that you're really fascinated by? I have this pastor friend who is oddly obsessed with Taylor Swift. And he, he just, I won't name his name out loud, Ryan Hughesley, but he had this, <laughs> him and his whole family, they, are, they just love Taylor Swift. So her new album came out this week. They, were, they had, like, a live stream party at their house. They're... They're taking pictures, posting on Instagram. Some of you guys are judging him right now. Some of you guys are like, yes, I also did that. But when we have this, like, fascination with a celebrity, we kind of, like, try to keep up with them from a distance because we're curious about them. So we follow them on social media. We follow them on Instagram. We, we want to know what their life is like. We want to know what their day-to-day looks like. You know, we, we actually care maybe about where they eat or who they hang out with or what they do because we're just so intrigued by them. With God, sometimes we treat him like that. Like, oh, I wonder what God's like. Like, maybe, maybe I'll follow him on social media. Maybe I'll try to get a peek or a glimpse at what he's like. Maybe I'll try to figure out some of the things that God's into or doesn't like. And we kind of treat him like that. But then Jesus comes in John 14, 9. He says this. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So Jesus 
lets it be that we don't have to follow God at a distance or be curious or intrigued by what he's like. We can actually see him. We can actually look at him. We, can't, we don't have to just get a glimpse. We can like see the whole thing. Now, Jesus is not God the Father. There is a distinction. There are two unique beings that are one. That's kind of the mystery of the Trinity. But Jesus and God the Father are both God. And Jesus and God the Father are so the same that if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. You see his heart with skin on. You want to know Jesus' or God's personality, his characteristics, what he's like, his demeanor? Look at Jesus. Does God love people? Yes, look at how Jesus loved people. Does God care about the outcast? Yes, look at how Jesus intentionally went after the outcast. Does God want to bring healing to those who are broken and healing to the sick? Well, yes, Jesus healed those who are broken. He healed the sick. Does God love sinners or is he mad at them? Last I looked, Jesus hung out a lot with sinners, and he loved them. If you want to know what God the Father is like, just look at Jesus. The best way to understand God the Father is through God the Son. It's through Jesus Christ. Even the whole idea that God is a Father, you can only understand that through understanding who God the Son is. You get to see how much love Jesus had, or God had for his Son, God the Father, for God the Son, how he treated him, how he glorified him, how he cared about him. It just shows you things about who he is. Our fourth point, we only have two more. Fourth point is just this. And I'll invite Becca back up to kind of play. Because when she does, the Holy Spirit falls. The anointing comes. Not when I do that, though. I just grieved the spirit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Number four, Jesus modeled what it looks like to be loved by the Father. Our whole world and culture is looking for love and is looking for acceptance and is looking for validation. And especially if we did not get that from the relationship that we have with our parents, then we search for those things in all of the wrong places. And we find ourselves caught up in stuff that maybe we thought we would never be caught up in. And we don't even understand what we're doing. We couldn't even accurately describe the search that we're on. But if you were to really dive down deep, what you would find out is that you're looking for love. And you're looking for approval and you're looking for validation. Jesus modeled what it looks like to be loved by the Father. In Matthew 3:17, Jesus is being baptized. And he comes up out of the water. This is another great picture of the Trinity. He comes up out of the water. God speaks from heaven and says, "This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased." Matthew 3:17. Holy Spirit descends on Jesus like a dove. What's so fascinating about this is that at this point, Jesus had not done one miracle. He had not healed anyone. He hadn't preached a message. He hadn't done any ministry. 
up to this point, all Jesus was was God's servant. And before he does any of that stuff, God the Father looks at him and he says, this is my beloved son.
sorry, not John 10, 33. John 14, 6. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus, in that sentence, said, I'm the only way to get to God. You might think that it can happen this way or that way or through this religion or this line of thought or this worldview, but Jesus said, I'm the only way. I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. Jesus is a lot of things. Jesus is God. The Bible says that clearly. That verse I was referencing earlier, John 10, 33, the Pharisees, the religious leaders of his day, they wanted to stone him because they said, you being a mere man claim to be God. They knew what was going on. The Bible is clear that Jesus is, is God. Jesus is our Lord. He's our master. He's the one who calls the shots. He's the one who leads us. Jesus is also called our brother because he was the first to show what redemption could be. He leads the way. He's the, the one, the preeminent one who we follow, and he's someone we can relate to. Even though he's fully God, he's also our brother, which is mind-blowing because it's like God's the, the Father, God's the Son. How does this all work? The way I view it is there's roles within the Trinity, just like there's roles within your household. Even though you and your wife are equal, you each have different roles that God's called you to fulfill. And so God the Father is the, the, the leader, the head. And God the Son submits to God the Father. But it's not like there's some war or difference of opinion. It's not like God the Father and God the Son can't get on the same page and then God the Son's like, oh, fine, I'll just do what you want to do, Dad. They're so in alignment and so in sync that there's never a moment where you would know that there's any difference between them. God the Father and God the Son, and then God the Holy Spirit, just we'll talk about next time, he shines a spotlight on Jesus. It's like each member of the Trinity is trying to get lower than the other one. Each member of the Trinity is trying to serve the other one. And that's the kind of relationships that God wants us to have in our life, where we're servants of each other. We're not bragging about our position or heralding how great we are or how much authority we have, but we're trying to get under other people so we can lift them up serve them. So God the Son, He's a lot of things, but here is one thing that God the Son is not. He's not your Father. God the Father is your Father. It might seem like a minuscule difference or a technicality, but it's important. Because a lot of us, I think even today, we're still comfortable with Jesus with Jesus and what he did and we know that God's somehow involved in all of that but but we don't even approach God the Father and Jesus' whole purpose in coming was to restore you to God the Father to a relationship with him like if you keep coming to Jesus like primarily and you're like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Jesus would be like hey talk to my dad not that I don't want you to talk to me. I love you. I want a relationship with you. But I actually came to restore you into a right relationship with God the Father. God the Father 
wants to know you. He wants a relationship with you. And if you're stopping at Jesus and not going all the way through, you're missing the point. Jesus came to show us the way to God the Father. And when that happens, here's what happens in Romans 8, 15. It says this. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. God adopted you. He loves you. And maybe you're like, well, this is all great, but I still am hung up on the representations I've had in my life of what it looks like to have a father. Maybe you had a dad who neglected you, abandoned you, abused you. And it's really hard for you to understand who God the Father is. But here's the good news. You can still know God as a father even with all of that. I told you that I didn't have a dad growing up. But I don't feel like I don't have a father. Because even though I haven't had a physical dad, I've experienced God There's not anything big, eternally significant in my life that I would have today if I did have an earthly father that I don't have today because I do have a heavenly father. Does that make sense? Listen, I'm not telling you to minimize past trauma or pain. I'm telling you to heal and forgive and work through those things. And there's real issues that stem from that. But what I'm telling you is that you can still understand that God is your father. And you can still have a great relationship, a perfect, good, loving relationship with God, your father. And you can still understand that he is different than the representations you experience of him. And you can still come close to him and you can still develop that intimacy with him. Even if you never had a dad. And that's why Psalms 68.5 says he's a father to the fatherless. Man, if I had to choose between having God as my dad or my dad, as much as that would have been amazing, I just want to have God as my dad. And God wants you to be his too. So today I just want to close with this. If you've never walked into that relationship with God as your father, inviting you into that. He made a way through Jesus so that you can experience him and you cannot have any lack when it comes to parental relationships in your life because God can fill the void and then add extra on top of that. So I want to invite you into an encounter with God that can change your life as we close this service today. Can we pray? God, thank you for each person in this room. Thank you for what you're doing in this place. Thank you that you came to earth and died and then rose again to restore us to God the Father. God, I pray that anybody in this room who, who has some significant father issues in their life, God, I pray that today that you would heal them. I pray for healing over them today. 
pray for a restoration. I pray, God, where there's broken relationships with dads in this room. I pray that there would be healing and restoration in those relationships. Where fathers have failed children in this room. I pray that there would be forgiveness. And there would be overcoming and there would be victory. And God, I pray for anyone today who doesn't yet know you as their father. Thank you for listening to the Cross and Anchor podcast from Detroit, Michigan. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and share this with others. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. And let's live our lives on purpose.